Hey there, friends, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am so thankful that you are tuning in today to the podcast. And if this happens to be the first time that you're listening, this is an anchored wives prayer today. There is a whole list of them um, that you'll see however it is that you're listening, whether that's iTunes, CastBox, Spreaker, Spotify, and this is 31 days of praying for our spouses' hearts and for our marriages to be cultivated to glorify God in a very anchored way. So today is day 21. So Psalm 119, longest Psalm, 176 verses, there's 22 stanzas or sections, and the acrostic form, you know, poem, so to speak, is is the Hebrew alphabet, and each one of those 22 sections has a theme. I'm not, actually in 20, uh, 2022, I did Psalm 119 by the sections. This is a little different. I'm not doing it based on the theme of the section. I'm reading sections, um, so many verses a day, every single day for 31 days. So I pray that you are enjoying this if you have been joining me every single day and that it is really opening up your heart to see your husband in a whole new way with the eyes that God sees him. You know, I have that conversation with myself many times, not even just specific to my husband, but other believers, other, you know, sisters and brothers um, in Christ of mine and that even in the most irritating time or something that I don't understand, I'm bewildered about with some behavior or some action, I have to remember humility and to see them as God sees them, not as I see them in that very moment of anger or disappointment or, you know, somehow um, just things went all the way to the left but to see them as God sees them. And that really is is hard. That's not anything we can do in ourselves. And prayer is a great, is a great gift to be able to do that. It softens our heart. It postures us. And it really allows us to just communicate with God about the many logs in our own heart versus focusing on the specks in our husbands. So today, Psalm 119, going to read verses 113 down to 117. I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your instruction. You are my shelter and my shield. I put my hope in your word. Depart from me, you evil ones, so that I may obey my God's command. Sustain me as you promised, and I will live. Do not be ashamed of my hope. Sustain me so that I can be safe and always be concerned about your statutes. With Courageous Radiance, it is all about being anchored, you know, being equipped to study this word, to, to train, consider it almost training ground in, in this word, beefing up our secret life with, with the Lord, um, being a, a encouraged, equipped and encouraged, but all of that for an anchor. For the, for the purpose of our anchor to sustain us. 
So I love that word in verse one, uh, 116 and 117, su- sustain, sustain, both are sustain me, sustain me. And I wonder if our husbands are aware of what sustains them. You know, maybe are, are some of them very career driven and and maybe for the purposes because you know they're they're providing they're there are providers um and or or maybe it's <clears throat> to fulfill some type of dream or goal that they have um <clears throat> do they really rely um in their sustenance from you know some type of outlet maybe you know going to the gym is 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 their stress relief or um on a fishing boat somewhere. Like what is that thing that makes them tick? And it can sometimes cross a boundary of becoming an idol. You know, um I know that it is like that for me with with things that I have to be very careful to continue to keep surrendering and holding with my hands open so that nothing and no one is you think about the second commandment is made greater than God. But using it as a tool rather as a as an outlet as something that helps me so I would have never thought on this side of my life that working out because I I despised it for so long but it's so interesting how I still don't necessarily like it but I enjoy the the other side of it I enjoy the after effect of it and it really is a great um, stress reliever for me. So I just even think about that. So what is it that's a sustainer? And I really just pray that I want to pray that our husbands are, have God as, as the, the, or the sustainer, like capital S, and then all of these other things outpour and flow afterwards. You know, even if you think about Matthew 633, where, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these things shall be added. So seeking God first, he's the big S, the big sustainer. And then we have these other things that fill our life, and and they're held in a healthy balance. So hope, friend, what what is your husband's hope? What is your hope at the core, at the root core Um in this podcast, we've been doing the blessed series. Actually, there's only one more. And John Ortberg talked about these faith level convictions. And Jesus is after the the third and most important one, the only important one, which is our core level beliefs. The things that we do, even when we don't think about doing them, right? And the example that he used that I also shared on the podcast was gravity. Like no one has to go through a 12 week step course to understand why not to walk off a bridge, right? Or uh, or go to the top story of a building and, and walk off. I mean, you know and trust the law of gravity without having to test that out. So the core level of us will always remain true. You know, I always feel weird using an absolute, but in this case, he's suggesting that our core level belief will always be there. So that that needs to be Jesus at the center. Again, the big S, the big sustainer of our hope. If he's at the core of our hope, then everything else will flow from there. 
So I know that this makes these podcasts go a little bit longer than I originally planned, but I did want to just turn to Ephesians um, 1. It's really a prayer with, within this um, within this first chapter that Paul shares. It starts in verse um, 17. Well, actually, it really starts in verse 15, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read in verse 17, Ephesians 1, 17. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. Enlightened to that you may know the hope, the hope of, of what? The hope of, of this ministry that this ministry of grace, this ministry that Jesus has called us to, to hope and to hope and rely in him. It's no more, it's no more of a, of a faith, of a workspace rather. Um, it, it is Ephesians 2, 8, faith that, that we, that we're saved by grace through faith. So it's through this faith that of of something we have not seen, it's not yet revealed, and it's nothing we can try to get, or we can't just, you know, force on our husbands or try to manipulate on our husbands and say, well, if they could just go to church, if they could just read their Bible, rather let's pray that the eyes of their hearts be opened, and that because that that's nothing we can do, but we can do it in prayer. So we can't physically do it, tangibly do it, but in our prayer, in our, in our unmoving trust in the Lord, we can pray that the Holy Spirit reveals to our husband in their inner self, in their spirit level self, and that the veil is removed from, from, from them. And that now... They have this revelation of this inner hope. And that is, y'all, that's a game changer, life changer, game changer, season changer, valley changer, everything changer. Even being in the exact same unchanged circumstance, when that revelation happens, it doesn't mean you go through life like a robot, not feeling and not ever crying and not ever having bad days or good days. It just means that you have something anchoring you to something bigger, which is this hope in Jesus Christ. So let's pray that for our husbands, that they are gifted with this revelation. And, you know, for those who maybe they already have this, <clears throat> maybe the Holy Spirit, excuse me, <clears throat> has already revealed this to them, then let's pray that they remain on the path of the Spirit-filled things. And encouraged in that. I mean, if you think about, it's kind of random, it's kind of random. If you think about if if you are doing drugs or getting drunk, I'm thinking about something in the flesh, right? If you're, you, eventually the high is gone. Eventually the alcohol level toxicity goes down, right? 
unless you keep drinking, of course, <laughs> unless you keep smoking and or doing some some type of substance. Um, so likewise, on the other side, because we can't walk in flesh and spirit at the same time, you're in one or the other. So we're praying that just like that is true in this in this in this world, this earthly world of drinking and drugs and other things. It's also true in the spirit realm so that they keep filling. It wasn't, it, you know, when Jesus said that, it wasn't like a one time you're done. It was you keep remaining. You keep filling yourself with the spirit just, just to be thinking about, again, for no other depiction that I can think of visually except for just getting drunk. But now we're getting drunk in the spirit. Now they're getting uh, you know, high in the spirit realm and filled from that way. And that is such a great joy for us as wives, because now it's not just, man, I hope he's not with this girl. I hope he's not spending this money. I hope he's not being unreliable. I hope he's not watching the porn. I hope he's not masturbating. I hope he's where he's supposed to be. I hope he's working. I hope he's looking for this job. I hope he's treating me right. I hope all these things. And I don't think there's anything wrong in the desire of that, I am suggesting that it's an empty desire without an anchor to it, which has to come from the Holy Spirit to give them that. So let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you, Father, for this revelation that you have provided. And we believe you for it, God. If there's any wife right now that she herself has not had this, I pray this for her, Father God. I pray that the, con- that the disconnection between herself and you, God, that you reveal to her right now what that is. I pray, Father God, for any and all husbands represented here, Father, that you open up their eyes Open up the eyes of their heart, Father God, their inner heart, their spirit self to see the error in their ways. Even if it's not anything as we would like to rank as a bad sin, God, if they're not walking with you in daily dependence, Father God, we want to lift that up in prayer as much as them cursing too much or listening to the wrong music or doing the wrong things or at the strip club. God, we want to lift all of it to you. We we want you to to cause them to be so hungry for you and their inner self, God, that everything else flows from that. All other behaviors begin to correct by fixing this root, this root of hope that you're the sustainer, that you're the provider of all life, that you're the giver, that you love them that much, that you love us that much, God. Thank you so much for these marriages, Father God. Even if they cost us, thank you, God, that we get to depend and rely on you. Thank you for our husbands. In Jesus' name, amen.